0: Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary.
1: Hello and welcome to Flex Forward, a new Collier's podcast series Through discussions with industry leaders, this series will include short episodes that look at some of the emerging trends and current insights around the flexible workspace industry as it evolves. Will Birchfield, VP, Head of Flexible Workspace Consulting Americas, speaks with Mike LaRossa, Director of Channel Partnerships at UpFlex. They discuss how hybrid working is creating whole new opportunities and solutions within flexible workspace. With that, let's turn to Will and Mike.
2: Will Birchfield of Colliers here with a special guest today, Mr. Mike LaRosa, who is the Director of Channel Partnerships at UpFlex. Thanks for coming on, Mike. My pleasure. How are you today? I'm good. I think it would be beneficial for the viewers um, and listeners to sort of understand what UpFlex is, sort of where where the platform started, where it's sort of iterated over the last few years, and and sort of just a quick background on the business as a whole would be fantastic.
0: Yeah, I um, would love to share that story. So Offlex has been around just over four years or so. And the 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 start of the company really came from the collaboration of co-working. So our co-founders met in a co-working space, of which one of them, Christoph, was the owner. And um, Spark Labs in Manhattan has a track record for attracting international businesses or... Um, companies that were looking to maybe perhaps expand into North American markets, and so you know, Ginger, our other co-founder, um, uh, also a Canadian but also uh, Indian, uh, Southeast Asian, she had uh, brought companies over to New York. She was working as a member, started talking to Christoph. I mean, it really shows the spirit of collaboration. Upflex as a platform is far more than a space booking you know, aggregator, which we very much easily get labeled as so, which which is understandable. But it really is a platform that was designed to help uh, large enterprise organizations and uh, to be fair, enterprise or organizations of all sizes, the ability to not only manage their Flex workspace spend, but to better analyze and understand how their, their people were working. Uh, flex was actually designed originally as almost like an HR solution. Um, and it's pivoted countless times over four years, like many startups do. Not to mention, you know, survived a, a pandemic. It's difficult to be selling flex workspace when no one's actually going to the office. I'm, I know you know that firsthand. So, um, it, you know, it's it's really been interesting. And you know, we also have these really exciting partnerships where we're working with uh, phenomenal global firms such as Colliers. Where you know we're not just you know colleagues but partners. You know we power your mobility pass and some of your flex offerings. So it, it's been quite exciting to see how Upflex has um kind of positioned itself in this yeah, market.
2: I, I I totally agree, and I think it's it's sort of been vitally important for businesses of all shapes and sizes putting aside the real estate hat for a second. You know the pivoting the iteration the change the learnings i mean this period has sort of been like any unlike any other where we all now have had an opportunity to to put on a little bit more of our creative hats and see exactly you know into what that murky crystal ball looks like and try and figure out exactly what the back-end solution looks like for all businesses and all solutions and i think from the real estate side of the business as you mentioned you know upflex powers our collier's mobility pass platform which is our sort of global on-demand aggregator solution for our large enterprise companies and others to use space sort of as they need it. I'm curious, you know, as you as you clearly are in sort of the forefront of these conversations, not only with you know colliers but you know with enterprise clients that UpFlex also works with directly. How are you seeing companies sort of visualize this? you know this this hybrid world right i think everybody's sort of understanding that hybrid means different things to different people that's not that's not a new thought but i know that there are certain companies cultures dnas that are approaching this return to the office and hybrid work incredibly differently what what's what sort of trends are you sort of seeing around that word hybrid and what it might mean
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, it's the Wild West and having a front row seat to this, I'm so grateful because companies are approaching it from completely different perspectives and and with different goals in mind and with different expectations. And so I think that first things first, we need to always remember that like labels are helpful, but they are not the end-all be-all. And so hybrid will be different for not only every company, but every department Every different team within an organization, not a client of ours, but Ford Motor Company was very early on kind of leading the way, stating that direct line managers would have a support and uh, their approval to define what hybrid work policies were best applicable for their own teams, really delegating that decision-making, which was really quite insightful. You know, one size does not fit all when it comes to hybrid, let alone within a single organization. So I think that's probably the first big takeaway. Um, And I think that speaks to, without making it sound like a shameless plug, one of the reasons why we've seen such uh, exciting growth or, I guess, new opportunities in the last six months, because we're beyond just an aggregator, we support all different types of Flex workspace. Flex workspace is flexible to a point. And when you apply some technology to flex workspace, you can really make it not only more flexible, but also more efficient. Um, just because your real estate is flexible does not mean it's efficient necessarily. And I think people kind of assume it does. And so that's also kind of some big learnings I think folks are starting to realize.
2: You know? Sorry, when you mentioned technology, are you, are you referring to a certain type of technology to enable a workspace to become more flexible? Are you talking about like data, sure. and util- data and utilization metrics? What what exactly are you referring to?
0: Yeah, knowledge is power when it comes to that. So, th- I mean, there's a plethora of different solutions out there that are in the IWMS, you know, integrated workspace yep. management solution field, but they're, they're limited to what they can do primarily internally, right, as it relates to campuses, or visitor mail package management for if you're on like an actual, you know, company leased property. What 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 the technology that's been limited so far is, as it relates to the all the on-demand locations or all these different co-working spaces and and flexible workspace providers that people are looking for. So um, the UpFlex platform allows an occupier to merge. Uh, Not only the utilization their people are using for third-party spaces, like, you know, co-working spaces all over the world, but also their internal bookings and their internal utilization. Um, And it also allows for us to bring increased efficient spend to the actual dedicated private offices. You know, just because you have 20 people in uh, Sydney, Australia on your team doesn't mean that you need a 20-desk office which i know the real estate people might be hating on me for saying that but it's just the fact of the matter i think everyone now knows that with hybrid very few people are still like actually at their workstation dedicated you know unless you're in uh you know industrial production or unless you're dealing with specific type of equipment you know But we've seen co-working spaces even for architects where they can share drawing boards or whatnot, right? Right. People like like working from home. So I I think that that's what the hybrid has been most insightful, that it's not just, oh, let's shut down all the offices. No, 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 no. Companies are still going to have offices, but it's what
2: type. Right. And I think to upflex his narrative as well, right, and of course more buzzwords in the space, you know, the hub and spoke model – I know you were about to touch on it. I felt like there for a second, but, you know, in regards to Hub and Spoke, you know, we work with clients globally who are trying to basically high level diagnostic potentially where flex solutions can can be more of a permanent solution, either alongside an existing space, or if there's a lease break coming up, or it's a certain worker type that, you know, might not necessarily benefit from being in an office five days a week from nine to five. And, you know, the commutes are the killers of creativity. And with that comes the need for space that's a little bit more tertiary, right? Where employees can, instead of commuting an hour and a half to downtown New York City from, you know, the Westchester area and or further out, I mean, how, how great would it be to have someplace they can drop into that's a five minute bike ride from their home and they can get home earlier and feed their kids dinner. I think the hub and spoke model, which has been around for quite some time, but is now really sort of gaining traction again, I think the UpFlex platform is where we've seen a ton of conversations envelop around this sort of hub-and-spoke model. And I don't know if you have any case studies or any any sort of high-level scenarios that you want to talk about in regards to hub-and-spoke, but I know that you deal with those conversations on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean well, uh, our kind of uh... – Best uh, case study that we'd love to share the story of is our partner that we've worked with 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 Colliers. They started out with uh, one or two hubs. Uh, in a year's time, we're now up to fifteen hubs. So they are rolling down offices in select markets. Sometimes they're not shutting down the office entirely. Sometimes they're just taking less space. They're they're taking a look at what space they have to have that they need to keep. And then they're also identifying a lot of folks that can, you know, do more of a hybrid or prefer, or can do more from home, and then they're assigning them these hubs and spokes. So it's, the, um, full, it's
2: and, the full gamut of the real estate solutions, sort of coming yeah. to fruition in one in one little package.
0: Yeah, and and you said it. You you hit the nail on the head. What you just said—it's not new. None of this stuff is new. Regis, IWG's been around for thirty-plus years. It's the it, what. What's new is identifying how you can leverage technology to make that space more flexible or to make your real estate spend more efficient. That's where all these new advances are coming from, and that's where you know I, I've worked with a few different solutions out there, worked with a few different firms. Everyone's got a different perspective on it. There's a thousand different kind of shapes, colors, sizes, and flavors. And I think that we're all starting to realize that whatever solution gives you the most option is really the best because you know, these large companies now understand there's not one single flex solution. Flex is a practice. And I know I'm preaching to the choir and that's what you do at Collier so well, (laughs) is that it's, it's really kind of like, it's this whole spectrum and you need to understand that you're going to fall on different parts of it to ensure that your employees are being the most productive they can. That's ultimately what the goal is. Right. Right.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I sort of two points there that I want to quickly hash out, um, and one which which you touched on the end there is you know employees and I think employees are now at the forefront, which clearly they, clearly they should have been and have been in some regard. But employees are now given ultimately, in most cases, and in certain cases clearly more than others, the flexibility within their working environments to go ahead and find some sort of solution for them. That ultimately makes them the most productive um, makes them feel like they're still part of the team they're still part of yep. you know the organization but this new notion of an employee sort of dictating solutions how how do you envision that over the next let's call it you know 12 18 months knock on wood as the pandemic continues to settle down and things may return back to some sort of normalcy what what do you think is going on there with that employee notion of now having more say and more voice. And obviously, labor markets are incredibly tight. We all read yeah. the stats. We read the stats of people leaving their jobs left and right. I'm so curious have your yeah. take
0: I'm so glad you brought that up. So, I mean, I've spoken with with organizations recently that have quietly admitted, oh, yeah, you hear about the great resignation. Yeah, we're kind of experiencing some of that. So I think first and foremost, I think employees are, are voting by uh, or voicing you know, their issues by just upping, upping and quitting, right? But it's also, it's like, um, so I'll, I'll share this little anecdote very briefly. The last trip I did to New York, you know, I, I do these week, these monthly trips now where we fly into New York to meet as a team once, once a month, right? So I'm at my hotel bar. I meet a, a woman who's sitting next to me who's also in town for work. You can tell because we're both on our laptops. And she, she acknowledged that she comes to New York now once to twice a month. Her team is all here, but she's always been based in Cleveland or Columbus, somewhere in Ohio. And she drives an hour each way to go to the office. And she said that she drives to the office now twice a week. And she does it only for her focus days. She stacks all her meetings still at home, but she wants to focus at the office, even though her team's in New York. The biggest insightful takeaway was that I asked her, well, who came up with that policy? And she goes, well, I chose the two days a week myself. They let The company let me choose And I really am happy with that. But you know what? If they didn't let me choose and they told me I had to be there two days a week, I probably wouldn't be happy. And that was the biggest aha moment that I had had in a long time, was that here's an employee acknowledging that the decision, whether or not it was hers or the company's, it was the same decision, but she was way happier that it was hers, right? And so what we see is that a lot of organizations are looking to a solution such as Collier's Mobility Password to help control the employee decision-making process so that the employee still feels that they can open up an app, they can search for space that's been curated or approved by their employer, they can book it when they want, how they want, where, but that they still made that decision and i think that's really where this is going it's about uh enabling employees to you know make those decisions but then how do you uh oversee the administration of those decisions yeah how do you they, how do you manage the the, the finance and the, the payment of those
2: is the change management aspect of a full fledged you know remote office first hybrid environment it, do you think that's hard on companies? Do you think that they're scared? Oh, to do you think that they're scared yeah. to implement certain plans because of the change management aspect of this process? Well,
0: I mean, it's really sad to say. I think a lot of them aren't even scared because they don't understand that they need to. I mean, we've worked with thousand plus employee companies. That really thought that we were just gonna switch on a flex workspace solution for their entire employee population like a flip of a switch. There's a lot of learning that that we we have to do, or we have to we have to do a lot of teaching. There's a lot of learning on the client side, I should say. And so they don't even know that they need to be worried. And then when they start realizing it, then before you know it, we get passed around like hot potatoes, right? Yeah, so sure. generally someone in, in finance or real estate is making the overarching decision. But when it comes to the implementation and the management of the program, it's it could be vastly different. It could be facilities, real estate, finance, right. HR, operations, or a blend. Yeah. And so I see a lot of companies starting to get smart and be proactive and that they haven't already they're now saying, "Okay, we need a, a committee." That's really how it's it's starting to work out. Companies are forming these like, you know, cross cross functional focus groups. Yeah, focus groups doing surveys to then inform how they're going to do it. But yeah, it's the wild
2: west, man. It's exciting. <laughs> because- I know. I mean, our our process internally when we speak to our clients, you know, the the upfront discovery phase of a consultancy project around flex and what the future looks like for certain enterprises that discovery phase really opens up just an incredible amount of questions and ultimately you know there is some concern from the enterprise level but you know that discovery process the understanding of of worker types business units tell me quickly on the back end system of upflex you know with the data and the dashboards does that ultimately that's how you can that's how you can ease some of these concerns right i mean you can you can trial a solution like an aggregator model for a handful of employees or a certain subset of worker bees, whatever it may be, and ultimately from there be really strategic about, A, how you would want to roll out this platform, but that discovery process, you can you can learn a ton through this data tool that you guys have created on your back-end systems.
0: Yep. I mean, it, it's really fascinating because the platform was built primarily as an enterprise kind of management solution not a workspace booking tool this was all integrated from the get go so we can track you know uh, by team by user type by role by job title by assigned location or assigned HQ or all of the above you can see where what types of spaces your employees are using, how often they're using it. Can you, you can start identifying kind of historical trends like, hey, at the end of the quarter, the sales team starts spending more money on meeting rooms because they're trying to close deals with clients. You can also um, start kind of course correcting or kind of change management behavior where it's like, hey, listen, we've seen that you've made a, a habit of canceling meeting rooms late. When you do so within the cancellation window, we get penalized. So you know you can coach and, and try to reduce spend that way. Um, also what's fascinating is that we're we're barely just scratching the surface. But we can start identifying cross-functional collaboration. So if you've got people that are in different departments or different teams that the company might not realize are interacting with each other, often but they're sitting in on the same meetings or they're booking the same workspace you can start identifying those types of trends and everything we've got a full open api so you can export it into your existing business intelligence tool you can start layering that technology or that that data with other data streams from programs such as workday and you can really become quite insightful yeah Yeah, it's it's, it's quite interesting
2: no i agree and i think the more the more visibility with which you can provide, ultimately, the the better off a business will be. And through platforms such as UpFlex, you know, the real estate world has never ultimately been incredibly tech forward. But I think we're, we're entering a new era here. And PropTech, the community, I think everybody's starting to understand that with the advent of new technologies comes – comes definitely a much needed time for change in a handful of enterprise footprints and, and at least real estate strategies that need to be considered a little bit different moving forward. I'm curious what what you think given your background, which is vast in the sort of co-working space, where do where do you think where do you think the, the, the future of Flex will be over the next few years?
0: So from a multinational global real estate view I think that flex is actually probably going to become the core of most occupier spend. I think that the the tables are going to be flipped. Flex forever has been kind of uh, an add-on or kind of an, an auxiliary or ancillary type solution, something to supplement. I truly think that flex, using the most broad term possible, is really going to become the core. I mean, take a look at where everything's going. You're seeing flex uh, evolution happening in warehousing and in industrial solutions, yep. in commercial kitchens, ghost kitchens, delivery service type solutions. You're seeing, you know, it just it's going to become the the, the new normal. Without sounding too cliche.
2: You know, landlords are building out flex offerings left and right, too, in order to yeah. diversify and capture more, you know, more tenant base. Yeah. So, listen, we think the future is incredibly bright. I mean, the space is incredibly busy right now. Listen, I think um, I think up flex is at the forefront of a really interesting shift to more of an employee based need for work. And I think you guys have done an incredible job creating the platform, pivoting where needed. You and I have worked hand in hand tirelessly throughout many months here in order to, to, you know, to bring this type of product to the marketplace. And I just want to thank you for your time. Again, Mike LaRosa, the Director of Channel Partnerships at UpFlex.
0: I really do appreciate not only the, the partnership that we have powering your College Mobility Pass, but also just uh, appreciate you inviting me and, and asking me to uh, participate. This was great.
1: Thank you for listening. Share your thoughts about this episode or if you have any ideas for future episode topics, please email us at flex@colliers.com. You can find our latest publications, articles and other materials on colliers.com. And we're currently recording our next batch of interviews with some really exciting guests. So please stay tuned for more from Flex Forward soon.